podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, this is Tony Cotty and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. You are listening to the We Are West End podcast with me, Will Pugh, and this is the Opposition View, the second one this week after that superb victory away at Tottenham Hotspur. I'm joined by Sunsport journalist, huge Fulham fan, Izzy Barker, not for the first time on the We Are West End podcast, but it's been a while. Izzy, great having you with us. I forgot my pod mic at home, so I'm going to be echoey as hell. So I'm basically going to rely on you to do as much talking as possible so people can bear to listen and watch this on YouTube. I know how much you like having me on because I feel like every time I've been on, I've been ridiculed after a West Ham win or something. I think we've. I think you have to go back to about 2013-14 for a Fulham win over West Ham in the league, I believe. So I know how much you like having me on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, mate. Yeah, you're a lucky charm. Uh, look, West Ham are fresh. Off of a superb win away at Tottenham Hotspur. I don't want to hear luck or fluke or any words to that effect. But you guys absolutely put Nottingham Forest to the sword 5-0. The story after the game was very much Nottingham Forest-led. Steve Cooper under pressure. Maranakis, the owner, throwing his lanyard in a bush after the game. And it seems to be one of them where no one's really going, well done, Fulham. Like, what a performance that you pulled out of the bag. Do you feel that bit? Yeah, it's a really good point. I think I think what we're seeing is some quality signings finally kind of coming into their own and coming into fruition. You know, finally we're getting the goals. Obviously, the question on everyone's lips this season has been who's going to replace Alexander Mitrovic? And, you know, that had been so telling for so much of the season. But now we've got 11 goals in our last three games, and that's more than we've got for the rest of the season at the start. So um, I think you see Jimenez, um, Iwobi coming into their own, and it's kind of that like Marco Silva effect that we're feeling because he does really seem to get the best out of players again. Um, And just being able to get those goals again is is huge for us. And we've had a bit of a defensive shake-up as well, which I'll go into. But um, yeah, really starting to actually kind of come into our own, finally. Yeah, well, that's the, it's, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because, I, I mean, Alex Iwobi, it, it just, he was one of the, he became one of those sort of laughing stocks of the Premier League, didn't he, really? And he, obviously Everton paid 30, or was it 40 odd million quid for him from Arsenal? And everyone was like, what the hell are you doing? And he looked pretty average at best. Yeah. And the Gooners, uh, you guys are 12 now, 18 points. There are only three places behind us, which doesn't sound a lot, but six points. There is sort of a gap between mm. us and Chelsea. Uh, we're ninth on 24, and then it's five points down to to Chelsea in 10th, almost like two, um, you know, halves of the table, but not actually cut in half um, under 10th like they usually are. What would you say the Marco Silva effect there? Like, what is it he's doing? Because Raul Jimenez seemed to be the shadow of his former self after his injury, but head injury, of course, for Wolves. Um, he scored a couple the other night. But what's he what's he doing, Silver? Is he bringing the best out of these players? Because I don't think, unlike seasons past, with Mitrovic, you mentioned, Fulham have really got anyone in many other teams in the league and go, God, I wish I had that player playing for us. Uh, <laughs> Sal Polinia, thank you very much. All right, yeah, Polinia. 
Right. So the thing is, when every time I work with Fulham and I work with, like, I do an interview with a player and maybe they signed a new deal, like Polini signed a new deal along with Harrison Reed. And I said, why did you guys sign a new deal? Like, you know, staying at Fulham, like you say, they, Polini obviously had the Bayern Munich interest and things like that. But they always put it down to um, Marco Silva. He's kind of like created this feel-good factor at the club again that we saw from the days of Roy Hodgson, which we haven't had since the, those days in around 2010 and things like that. Um, and he just um, makes players feel loved again. We've seen it with Bernd Leno. We've seen it with William. We've seen it with Tim Ream. What he can do is kind of get the best out of players maybe in a later stage of their career or maybe they've had to go come over kind of a... A, a bad time at a club, maybe Pereira with Man United and things like that. Um, he just makes them feel loved again. And we have to yeah. with Marco Silva and that it just gets confidence again. Because Raul Jimenez, not only has he kind of scored goals, but he scored a back heel against Nottingham Forest. And I think that's telling of a player. I'm like four yards out. <laughs> but still, I think it's telling of a player that's, you know, got confidence. It sounds so simplistic, but like, you know, a goal is kind of like a striker's currency, but, you know, confidence is what sees them through. And I think that's what we're seeing with Raul Jimenez and that, and that's all down to Marco Silva, which is what the players say every time you ask them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, you had a 4-3 at Liverpool, obviously those sort of two decent goals at the end from Liverpool, you were 3-0 up on 86 minutes and by 92 or 93, you were 4-3 down. Bit of a collapse there, beat Wolves 3-2 in the game before. Not a million miles off Aston Villa and Fulham in games for that, drawing away at Brighton. You it seems that you've sort of won some of the games you would expect to win and not been a million miles away from it. Do, is it fair to say that Fulham fans and you and the rest of them are, are looking up rather than down at this stage of the season? I think that's a really good question because probably up until these last three games, we were actually really worried and we were kind of you know, a, a, a loss away from staring down the barrel of relegation. Um, mm. I think the Wolves game was a real turning point. I think at that point, you, we could have been really close to the kind of danger zone, if you like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this, this recent run has been really important. That's why I think this West Ham game is going to be really interesting for us to kind of see actually where we're at. If we could get a draw or a win, then, OK, this squad is kind of, as I said, starting to kind of blossom because we've had such a hangover from the summer and that transfer window and losing the likes of Mitrovic and a few injuries here and there. Um, but finally, I think some signings are kind of bedding in and this part of the season has been crucial for us, I guess. Mm. Yeah, Kulia, the sort of it's one of those seasons and I think I'm guilty of it often, I think, with Fulham. And they're, unless they're like right up in your face, like when Mitrovic was playing... He got them in the headlines every week, right? And he got mm -hmm. you further up the match of the day running order. And I, I sort of find if you haven't got a player like that, which I don't think you have at the moment, really, I, I appreciate Polina, but it's one of them when like your best players are holding midfielder, like we knew it was Declan Rice, like he never does anything highlights worthy. Do you know what I mean? Like Declan Rice never did. He never gets you on match of the day, he never gets you in the paper it's like oh yeah resounding defensive display like the amount of interceptions right or clean yeah. or whatever um so i think i'm sort of guilty of going oh yeah full of them just there they're like mm. just existing they're not going to go down they haven't got anyone ripping up trees they'll get the points they need to they'll be in the premier league next year probably the year after that 
not do anything remarkable <laughs> in all of that time. Um, what's the what's like the end goal this season? Then? Well, interestingly, I think from to the fan base, what you said then, like be just staying in the Premier League has been very important. You know, we're still mm. I'm still kind of have feeling that PTSD from being labelled this new kind of yo-yo club and everyone forgetting that we were actually quite a um, quite sustainable in the Premier League. Yeah. Roy Hodgson. But then we kind of yo-yoed from the Championship to the Premier League under the likes of Scott Parker. Um, you know, Ranieri came in and things like that. So actually being solid in the Premier League and mm. being mid-table for someone like me is fine. <laughs> because yeah, 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 yeah. I was at points so where we would go to the Championship then we'd go to the Premier League and we'd not win a game. And I thought, you know what? I'm fine being in the Championship. I'm yeah. fine seeing us win games and not get absolutely spanked 5-0 yeah. by City, you know. Um, so actually getting results in the Premier League and being mid-table to me, I know it sounds very unambitious, but that is fine for now. And then I, I yeah, like, yeah. you know, building to next season. And I think this was, I keep mentioning it, but this season was always going to be different. Losing Mitrovic, who had been our main man for so many seasons, we were so set up to have that kind of striker. So yeah. us kind of recovering from that and hopefully building on next season and having this new system, maybe with Jimenez finally coming into his own again. We'll see, but just staying in the Premier League is is fine for me and fine for my heart, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Um, look, talk to me about the game Sunday then. West Ham coming off of that victory against Tottenham. You know, I think we had less than 30% possession, as I predicted. And the two goals, obviously got to be in the position, but very, very fortunate indeed. Uh, but a great win. Hopefully one that will give us a bit of a, a sort of boost of confidence. Uh, I don't necessarily think we're lacking that. But we just need to find something from a football perspective. We're just sort of, we've been getting results, but not in a very pleasing to watch or it doesn't feel very sustainable mm. fashion. What are you expecting star-wise from the game in Sunday, 2 o'clock, Craven Cottage? Well, I think it's going to be what we saw um, in our last game, to be honest. I think it's interesting. Obviously, we've spoken about us getting the goals, but actually we're seeing more of this defensive kind of shake-up with Fulham at the minute. Tim Ream's been such a stalwart for the for the club, but he's probably going to be out against West Ham and Tosin comes in at that right centre-back position. Um, I guess it means we just pass out the back, back better, more pace. Um, and that was really effective against Forrest. I think they only had three shots. Not sure they actually had one on target. So I think we're going to see a similar kind of setup against West Ham. Um, Tom Kearney maybe back in the middle. Actually, now we've got quite a few people to call on. We've got you know, Harry Wilson can come in for Willian or Pereira. And there's Tom Kearney is kind of one of those older players that Marco Silva seems to be getting the best out of again, scored against Forrest. So he'll probably come in. Um, but we've got a few options at the minute. So I'm I'm quietly confident. But I, I don't feel like I can say West Ham are a bogey team because I feel like in recent times, West Ham have been higher up in the table so I don't know if that counts as really a bogey team but we never seem to get a very good goal against West No, West. you know what, it's funny <laughs> we're full of one of those teams where I go, we'll be right. Yeah like, We'll be fine And yeah. yeah, I mean it's it's the opposite feeling for me to be honest and yeah. it's really but, annoying I, I love feeling smug with you but um, <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah. never really get that when it's full of against West Ham so I'm glad yeah. <laughs> no, it's one of them, isn't it? Where it's like whenever we play like Brighton until this season, but like Brighton or Everton, I'm like, oh, well, we've lost them. Like, there's no yeah. point. Like, we always lose to Everton. Like, yeah. 
But then whenever we play Fulham, and oh, we did get picked by Villa this year, but regardless of how well Villa are playing, yeah. usually, I'm like, oh well, yeah, we always, we always, we never lose to Fulham. We always beat them most of the time. We always beat Aston Villa. Like happy yeah. days, none. So yeah, I, one of those things. To be honest, after I win at Tottenham. The other night, I already feel like we're trending above where I expected us to be for this week. I said on the podcast for Tottenham, I'd take a point out this week. So, um, yeah. Are you anything, going on Sunday? No, I'm not. No, no, no. Again, I was sort of when the window came for me to be able to potentially get a ticket, I wasn't sure if I was working and we weren't playing particularly well. So I was like, oh, I don't know. It's a long way. Even well, though it's not long one way. of the opportunities to go to the best ground in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, but no, I'm not going. Uh, but yeah, sort of quietly confident, and I hope that that win against Tottenham will give us a bit of a free hit scent, if you like. That's how it feels like for me. Anything we get out of this game, the bonus. Yeah, but I would have been delighted with four points from this week. So even if we get a draw, I'll still be pleased. Um, look, it's been great having you on the show, mate. Just give us a quick score prediction before I let you go then for Sunday afternoon. I'm going 3 1 to Fulham. Raul Jimenez getting two. <laughs> I can absolutely tell your heart's not in that prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't taken my medication today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I fancy, I mean, it would just be classic David Moyes to dig six points out of a week like this when uh, pressure was on him. So I'm going to say a 2 1 West Ham win because we still can't keep a clean sheet for love nor money. So I think that's two one. Yeah, two on West Ham with Jared Byrne on the score sheet. Again, Izzy, absolutely brilliant having you with us on the We Are West Ham podcast as always. Isabel Barker there, Sun Sport journalist and big Fulham fan. Looking ahead to that game Sunday afternoon. West Ham away at Fulham. Thanks very much for listening or watching. Follow us on all the socials, the usual places at the Hammers and we'll speak to you next week. So this week we've got two Betway charity bets in one little section. Unfortunately, no winners from the game at Tottenham Hotspur. My one came very close indeed. I had goal in each half, uh, over 7.5 shots on target, which there was. But I had Heung-Min Son to score and he, of course, didn't as West Ham went on to win two by two goals. 2-1. 2-1. Uh, James went both teams to score. Bowen two plus shots on target and penalty to be awarded obviously. No penalty in the game there for Jonesy. But what a result for West Ham. If me and James were a little bit unlucky not to add to our Betway charity bets. Hot. So two games in two weeks means it's just me for this Betway charity bet section. Jonesy has filled me in and he has decided as is James's style these days, I must admit, to copy me yet again. He does like to uh, to try and be me. He copies my fantasy league team. He copies, tries to copy some of my clothes. Uh, yeah, just generally looks up to me, I think, even though I'm considerably younger than him. But I feel like I'm absolutely pushing James to his limits with how much I'm winding him up after the big David Moyes debate that we had on the podcast earlier this week, which... We hope you both in, or we you hope you both, excuse me, we, we both hope that you all enjoyed is the right way of saying that sentence. So uh, my bet this week 
uh, sorry, James's bet this week is West Ham to win, both teams to score, Jared Bowen to score anytime, which is, of course, the bet that uh, I had that won for me three times in a row for the Bobby Moore Fund. James playing for the DT38, Dylan Tombidi's foundation, uh, is hoping to add his first funds to his prize pot for the end of the season. And I've decided I am going to go for both teams to score, West Ham double chance, and I'm going to stick with my man Thomas Suchek. He's in good form at the moment. I fancy him to get forward and uh, be on the end of something away at Fulham. It feels like the sort of game he would score in. So that's Sunday afternoon, two o'clock at Craven Cottage, West Ham v Fulham. And uh, yeah, I fancy Tommy Suchek, West Ham double chance and uh, both teams to score because I still don't think we are capable of keeping a clean sheet and free scoring for five past not in the forest in the week as well. So I can't see any clean sheets on that front. I do fancy West Ham to get a result. Uh, so fingers crossed for that one. Just a reminder that thanks to our charity partnership with Betway, Betway give us a £50 charity stake to use on a three-legged bet builder for each and every one of West Ham's Premier League games. Any winnings, that from any of my bets at the end of the season go to the Bobby Moore Fund. Any winnings from James's bets go to the DT38 Dylan Tombidi's Foundation. And Betway have kindly agreed to double or match any winnings that either me or James uh, clock up. We've got over, I've got over a thousand pounds so far in the kitty. I've actually won just over 500, about 550 quid for the Bobby Moore Fund so far. So when that's doubled at the end of the year, that will be more than a £1,000 into the uh, bid donated to the Bobby Moore Fund. James yet to get off the mark. He has got a, a record for the second half of the season coming in with a few biggies. So, yeah, fingers crossed um, that James can get off the mark this week and we can keep the money ticking in slowly but surely. Uh, yeah, so those are our bets for Fulham this week. We hope you've enjoyed the week, grinning from ear to ear after we beat Tottenham. If you're one of the ones who've still been complaining about it, who I was sort of going for at the beginning of the week, then I don't really know what to say. But fingers crossed, I've got a feeling it's going to be a perfect week. I found Marco Silva and Fulham are looking up. They're looking okay. But I fancy that win on Thursday is going to give the lads such a huge boost. Um, obviously, one less day of recovery than Fulham had. But you just heard from Izzy Barker, Sunsport journalist and big Fulham fan looking ahead to that game. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed all the content this week. And don't forget, you can back mine and James's charity bets if you like for real on the Betway website and app. They should be up probably by the time you hear this, to be quite honest. It was quite a quick turnaround, but if not, uh, certainly within like 48 hours-ish of the game. Kicking off tends to be the way with it. So, yeah, you can do that if you fancy it. Um, thanks for listening as always. Hope you've enjoyed it this week and we'll be back next week for more of the same. I've been Will Pugh, West Ham and Massive and we'll speak to you next week. Hi, this is Tony Cotty and you're listening to the We Are West Ham podcast. Podcast Network.